There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. In the 1970s, people across North America were carrying a heavy burden. A recession was in full swing, which left many people jobless, homeless, and with pent-up emotions without any means of an outlet. That was until a baseball game was scheduled. This wasn't your average game, though. This game put angry individuals into a packed stadium with an almost endless supply of beer for basically free. With nothing else to do but drink and vent, the crowd quickly turned into a violent and angry mob that was out of control. My name's Ben. And I'm Nicole, and you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. Warning, the following podcast contains graphic content and material intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. tea and beer today yeah double fisting mm, delicious my throat's really sore i think i don't know i might be losing my voice you're talking too much maybe i you am. better not be getting sick just about as we're about to go on baking i know that would suck oh i would be pissed um tofino although we are heading there to tofino this coming week we are gonna have an episode but even if i'm sick I'm going to just sleep the whole time. And that sounds like a great vacation to me anyway. So I know we were literally just talking about how we have no expectations for this trip and like we're fine with just chilling. I think that's our first time we've ever had like just zero expectations for a trip. Yeah. We're just both, I think, maybe a little tired and just need some R&R. Yeah. And the weather is going to be pretty shitty while we're there. But you know what? That's okay. Tell me this doesn't sound amazing, though. Sitting in a fucking cabin walking distance from the ocean in the Pacific Northwest rainforest as rain is fucking pouring down snuggled up with your two huskies. Well, yeah, but my thought, <laughs> okay, it does sound nicer than my thought wet dogs lots of times aren't really the best, but. Eh, whatever. We'll figure it out. Yeah. It's going to be great. It will be Ooh, great. And you missed, you missed something very important in that description. What did I miss? Eating taco fino. Oh, fuck yeah. Come on. If anyone ever goes to Taco Fino in Tofino, you got to check out the truck because we have Wicked and Grim stickers on there and we're going to put another one on there. I hope it's not like off season and they're not open or something. They fucking better not be. I know. I thought I of that the other day. I would flip my shit. You would start a riot. Yes. Speaking of riot, there's <laughs> that's kind of on topic for today's theme. But we're not quite there yet. No, no, not quite. Um, but one thing we did do, because speaking of the dogs, mm-hmm. um, backtracking a little bit here we did a vlog the other day for our patrons we did we talked to them we're like what sort of content do you guys want a little bit more here and they're like mostly we got vlogs 
We want vlogs. The dog. They basically just want to see more of the dogs. No, one, no one really actually gives a shit about us. It's just all about the it's dogs. It's true. So uh, <laughs> we vlogged, taking the dogs out and doing some stuff. Um, so yeah, we can expect more vlogs to come out on Patreon and hopefully soon enough, we'll be rolling out some more stuff on YouTube as well. Mm -hmm. Um, we got a lot of stuff coming out of the woodworks here in the next couple months. So, um, keep tuned, stay tuned for that. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be exciting. Yeah, we'll I'm be. excited for it. Um, and speaking of Patreon, we got patrons to thank we for signing do. up this week. We have quite a list. I'm excited. We do. Starting off. For who signed up this week, we've got Lindsay, we have Suzanne, and I'm really going to butcher this name because there's like all kinds of accents oh, on shoot. it. Oh, shoot. I think Lindsay was last week. Sorry. I didn't. Oh, promise. was. Oh, well, Lindsay. I, yeah, thank you. Yeah, again. thanks again, Lindsay. You're the best. Yeah. Way to notify me. You, Sorry. Nicole's, I screwed that up. Nicole's job is usually to tell me who I need to announce. She takes care of the list and then I announce it. Okay. That's, so that's I've we split screwed it. up. I've messed up once in my life. Okay. You still messed up. <laughs> no, you messed up twice. What was the other time? You married me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was my greatest, my greatest uh, choice. Your greatest choice. Well, well, you're earning some brownie points today. Mm -hmm. I need some. Um, anyways, we digress. We have Susan, Suzanne or Susan. Some people pronounce it completely different ways. Mm -hmm. But Susan, um, Arskold. Arskold. Arskold is what I'm going to go with. Okay. Suzanne Arskold. Right on. Um, we have Nicola Clark, Shannon Charlton. John Colello, Diane Litwin, Kimberly Wandel, Sarah with a J, Hewlett. <laughs> no, it's it's Jera, but uh, they they message us was like, yeah, it's like Sarah with a J. So so you're yeah, you're just gonna pronounce yeah. it that way, Sarah with a J. Yeah, Jera, you are forever Sarah with a J. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Alfredo Mendina. Right on. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for signing up for Patreon. It means a lot. Um, even if you don't sign up for Patreon, we we appreciate you here. And that we means just, a lot yeah, too. Yeah, we just love that you're here. We just love what we do. You know, we just love everything about it. Touche. We do. This uh, case has me a bit intrigued here. It's a good case. We've had it requested multiple times. And I, I was going to look up who it was. I think it might have been Mandy who's been requesting it oh, okay. over on Patreon. Um, I could be wrong. Um, but it's been requested multiple times. Hmm. multiple 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 times so we're going to talk about it today and this is a new one for me i've never heard this case other than it being requested oh shoot sorry kiwi that was really tower. rude well i was bundled up in a blanket and then i got too hot and i threw it on the couch but i didn't realize he was curled up there wow uh, wow you mean yeah well talking about this case today sorry kiwi he's just <sighs> he's just like sauntering away all pissed off yeah he's mad at me now um, so this case today, we're talking about 10 cent beer night. You had to have a beer for this one. Eh? I had to, and I had to wait for the right moment to open it. Absolutely. And it's foaming. It's foaming. It's foaming. I got it. There you go. We're good. Okay. So this is 10 cent beer night. It's all happening at a baseball game. It's intense. So let's get down. Let's talk about this. It's a wild ride during the 1960s. Cleveland was a thriving industrial city with a strong manufacturing sector. But however, by the 1970s, the city began to experience a decline in manufacturing, which resulted in job losses and a decline in the city's economic prosperity. Mm. So it's that's, never cool. Yeah, that's scary. Just it that is. feeling of uneasy. That's not a great feeling. Well, and a lot of people argue that we're technically in a recession right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, the cost of everything is through the roof. Yeah. Um, and I do remember the recession in, what was it, like 2008? 
back in the day. Back in the day. I'm feeling old, man. We've been through a recession or two in my time. Um, <laughs> sorry. I just felt wow. really old there for a second. Um, I remember those days. I remember the recession, the great 2008 depression. Just recession, not depression. But Do yeah. you? See, I, I, I don't know. I block things out, though. My memory is not the best. Well, all I know is going through this sort of thing, it's not easy in a lot of people. No, it's it, it very affects, stressful. It affects everyone differently. Yeah. But it's super stressful for sure. Mm-hmm. So during this time, in fact, during 1974, particularly, Cleveland was hit hard by this economic recession. It affected the entire United States, mind you, but we're talking about Cleveland here specifically. Now, the city's unemployment rate rose to over 10%. Wow. Yeah. As around 600 factories shut their doors. Holy shit. That's a lot of jobs. That is a lot of jobs. 600 factories. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 10%. That's very high. Oh, that's massive. Yeah. One out of 10 people People do not not have have a job. job. Um, And there was a severe decline in this steel industry particularly. Um, There was an energy crisis, high inflation rates. The population also began to decline as many people left the city in search of better job opportunities elsewhere. Uh, The city was in shambles um, as everything basically seemed to burn to the ground around them. Figuratively, of course, um, but as well, literally. Okay. Yeah. The Cuyahoga River had become heavily polluted with all the industrial waste and sewage, Mm. which created a very toxic and flammable environment. Brutal. The river had caught fire several times in the past. But specifically, uh, the 1969 fire was particularly significant because it received national media attention. Um, There's a little bit more detail on that, but I'm not going to talk too much on it. But the fire did start on June 22nd, 1969, uh, when sparks from a passing train actually ignited the oil and debris floating on the surface of the river, uh, which the flames quickly spread and caused damage to bridges, boats, other structures along the river. Hmm. So needless to say, the early 70s were not an enjoyable time, as many people were left wondering how they were going to find a job or even survive at this point. It caused many people to turn to substance use, such as drugs or alcohol, to try and forget whatever harsh realities they were facing at the time. Brutal. So not fun. That's terrifying, too, like the visual of a river catching fire. Oh, yeah. And there's images of this. You can Google it. and it's just going to have to. It's just out in the middle of the water, and it's just flames fucking shooting high. Wow. Yeah. It's it's wild. It's insane. You should and look I, it up. Well, I will. And I'm very glad that we've changed things because like the fish and stuff living in that poor river, hey? Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah. Like that can't be good. No. Here's Are you a, looking it up? There's images of the fire right now there. Like it's massive. Holy. And terrifying. That is terrifying. If you're listening right now and you're not driving. <laughs> um, and you're not driving. Yeah. Quickly grab your phone. Give it a Google. The mm. Cuyahoga River fire. Yeah. And that's just crazy because you, you're already facing really hard times and you're like, oh, nothing, nothing could get worse. And I don't know. Shit is what is the sayings where stuff always piles on, you know, like stuff's piling on. Is that the saying? <laughs> I don't know. 
like it, bad things come in threes or it's just like oh, okay, yeah. when you're down on your luck, like lots of times more bad luck. Kick me when I'm come. down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, and you're already down and literally the river in your city fucking catches fire. Like, exactly. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So it's, it's nuts. Um, so yeah, rightfully so people were turning to substances. Mm. I mean, not everyone, but it was something people were doing. Um, Which is just going to make things financially and everything worse. Yeah. And I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I'm sitting here drinking a beer. Obviously I'm a strong advocate for alcohol. If you're not aware. Um, however, moderation is, is key. Well, I just mostly meant if an addiction say, unfortunately formed or something, and then you're already strapped and now you're having to put more money in for your addiction and, oh, oh, this is just, I just didn't want to sit here drinking a beer and be a hypocrite being like those filthy alcoholics. You know what I mean? No, no, not at all. Okay. So, I, I mean, to touch touch on this just a little bit, I do personally like to have a beer, particularly after a nice, like long, stressful day. Um, and millions of other other people enjoy alcohol in a similar way. Mm -hmm. For example, sitting back with a nice cold beer, watching a game, Mm -hmm. right? Which, I mean, they go hand in hand nowadays. Uh, in fact, it's sort of a pastime, even just in modern day. That's just, just normal. It's been going on for decades and big sporting events have actually, or leagues have kind of made this a thing well i was gonna say a lot of times too they have like big sponsors yeah say like molson canada or whatever is a a sponsor of like the vancouver canucks or something you're literally like reading my mind oh seriously oh yeah that's my next freaking sentence here okay that's really weird often have sponsorship deals with major brands like budweiser coors or molson for example Wow. Yeah. I'm pretty smart. Yeah, you nailed it. Good job. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, like, seriously, though, if you are watching like, a game, whether it's, you know, big league or little league, well, maybe not little league, small league, like not a professional league. That's what I meant. Not a children's not league. Not children's <laughs> league. <laughs> that's not what I was meaning. Um, if you pay attention to these leagues, these games, when you're watching TV, during the games, you'll, you'll see ads run constantly during commercials. Uh, there's banners on the boards of like arena, like hockey arena, baseball, mm-hmm. all this sort of thing. There's, there's logos everywhere. Yeah. Um, UFC, I think that they had like, uh, the big beer logo in the middle of their octagon for a long time. Oh. I don't know if they still do. Cause I remember there was, um, when Brock Lesnar, remember back in the day, Brock Lesnar. I didn't like him, right? No, not many people okay. did. Okay. Um, but yeah, there was a big controversy because apparently Budweiser wasn't going to, wasn't sponsoring him or something like that. So after he won a match. Um, he was getting interviewed in the middle of the octagon live TV. And he's basically like, yeah, fuck Budweiser. I'm going to go home and have a Coors light. <laughs> but Budweiser was actually sponsoring UFC, just not oh. him. So he got in major shit. Yeah. But honestly, sometimes like even bad publicity, sometimes is still publicity. I can't even say that publicity. word. Publicity. Publicity. I can't say it. Publicity. (laughs) I'm just not even Publicity. (laughs) Oh Um, my gosh. But you know what I mean? Even bad is sometimes good. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, you can even go out and buy a case and oftentimes it's like, oh, it's got like the Seattle Seahawks logo on the case. It's like they they go hand in hand, Mm -hmm. not just the the sporting event peddling the beer, but the beer is also peddling the sports often. Yeah. Because you go to your local store. If you are in Seattle, you'll see, oh, Budweiser, Seattle Seahawks. But if you go to a state over, you're going to see them also advertising that team. It's yeah, it's yeah. They just peddle it. It's a lucrative business, mm-hmm. especially when one includes the other and the fans. It keeps going. Absolutely. So, anyways, we digress. Perhaps this was one of the reasons why the management team 
of the Cleveland Indians baseball team decided to start doing some promotional events involving beer during these tough times in the 70s. Now, in our current year, 1974, attendance at the Cleveland Indians games had dropped. People weren't spending their money so frivolously and had other matters in their life to attend to. So management of the team decided to run a campaign to help draw the crowd to the game. Mm-hmm. Now, they were on to something in the past that they had this, they called Nickel Beer Night in 1971. Okay. Five cents. That's for a, awesome. For a beer. Yeah. Stupid cheap. Crowds came out for the game, spent a lot of money, had a lot of drinks, and it helped revive the fan, fan base for the team. Now, with inflation as it was now three years later in this recession, they couldn't do nickel beer night anymore, but they could do 10 cent beer night. Which I still feel like is a steal of a deal. Especially when you look at uh, it's today's equivalent in dollar figures. What is it? Take a guess. We're talking USD here. So US dollars. So 10 cents United States dollars. What do you think that's equivalent to today? Oh, my goodness. I don't even know. I have absolutely no idea. A dollar. 10 cents in 1974 is equivalent to 64 cents today. Oh, wow. U.S. Okay. Okay. So a a little less than I thought. Yeah, that's still that today. That would be freaking amazing. Yeah, that's a cheap ass fucking beer. I don't think you can get if you got a beer for five bucks. That's a steal of a deal now, I think. If if you go, well, if you're out, we're talking Canadian dollars here, though, mind you. Okay. Yeah. If you go to a pub for five dollars, a Canadian. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, beer ain't cheap. Alcohol ain't cheap. No, it isn't. And mind you, the beer that they were selling, though, it wasn't exactly like it was top quality beer. Okay. It, it wasn't even very strong, but I mean, it was still alcohol. Yeah. Um, but when you pay 64 cents equivalent for a beer, I don't think anyone. Who the shit cares? Exactly. I don't <laughs> think they give a fuck. So regardless of the quality of the beer, by doing this promotion, the baseball team management had just accidentally set in motion an absolutely terrible situation without even realizing it. Okay. Here they thought they're, they were doing what they did in previous years. And yeah. Yeah. Well, how it played out is a little bit different. Let me explain. Ten Cent Beer Night was set only a week after the, at the Cleveland Indians, which I should clarify, they have since renamed their name to Cleveland Guardians in okay. 2021. I rightfully thought so. so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to refer to them as the Cleveland Indians is what they were at the time. So it's kind of, historically accurate in that way but they are the cleveland guardians okay i was actually gonna ask but i wasn't i thought that happened but i wasn't certain yeah uh so they had went to arlington stadium when they played the texas rangers now this is the very same team that they were going to be playing against at their big promotional event in one week's time the 10 cents beer night right okay so a week ago or sorry a week prior to they're doing this and a fight had actually broken out on the field between both teams players and coaches came bursting out of their dugouts to come to their teammates defense creating a huge ball a brawl on the pitcher's mound that took quite a bit of time to actually get under control so both teams just going nuts a big brawl center field so there's already some tension a brewing yeah so by this time both the teams are starting to head back to the dugouts rangers fans had decided to defend their team too They began throwing food, beer at the Indians players and their coaches. 
hurling insults, taunting them, so much so that the catcher Dave Duncan had to restrain or had to be restrained, sorry, so that he didn't go up to the stands and start fighting Rangers fans. Really? Hey? Yes. Holy. This is that's kind of getting pretty out of control there. Oh, for sure. I kind of can understand it bet- among the players, but then to also get so fired up that you're going to go into the stands. Well, think of it in a it way. It would not go well for that person either. Though. These people are throwing shit at you and like calling you names and stuff. And you're just trying to mind your own business and you're already on high tension. Well, I get it. But I mean, one single person going to the stands. Oh yeah. You're going to get your ass. You're going to get like a little fucked up. <laughs> just a little. Like I would not advise that. Yeah. So going to the stands or not though, like tensions were super high. Uh, but the game did carry on and the Rangers actually won three, nothing. Okay. But when given the chance to ease the growing troubles between both teams, the Rangers manager, Billy Martin, sorry, Billy Martin did the exact opposite in an after game interview with a Cleveland reporter. Billy Martin had a lot to say. So the reporter asked Billy if he was going to take his armor to the Cleveland game after the Rangers fans had treated the Indian players so poorly. And so that would, that game that he's referring to is going to be the 10 cent beer night, right? Okay. So Billy replied, nah, they won't have enough fans there to worry about. Wow. So implying going to their home stadium, there's not even going to be enough people in their stands watching to worry about it. Oh my gosh. So like you're, you're, you're putting some friction on this fire here. You're getting the flames. Yeah. This seems like it's going to just be like the perfect storm, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, He basically just lit a fuse for dynamite. Let's just say that. Um, Almost like he had issued them a direct challenge in a way. So, yeah. Indians management and Cleveland sports journalists did everything they could to make sure the stadium would be packed Mm -hmm. when the Rangers showed up to play against the Indians again. Everything became about fueling tensions between both the teams. We see that a lot nowadays, especially since I already mentioned UFC, especially with fights, boxing, mm. all this sort of stuff, the trash talk that goes into it, hyping up the fight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Really getting emotions involved into it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what they did. On the day of the game, the plane dealer, which is one of the biggest newspapers in Cleveland, published a cartoon of chief Wahoo, which was, the team mascot for the Indians okay. wearing boxing gloves under the caption reading, be ready for anything. Oh my gosh. Oh, this is just alarming. It I'm, is. As you kind of, I feel as I know what's going to happen, but it's just unfolding. Oh, and just a cringe. It's cringy. This is the whole tale so far is a little cringy that it, I know exactly where this is going. But I don't think anyone predicted it to end up like this. I think it was just like trash talk. They didn't expect any outcome. Absolutely not. But then now hearing it, hearing it unfold, it's just like, wow. Oh, hindsight is 100% Yeah. 20. Yeah. Yeah. After the math, you like, or after the math matter, you're just like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. It's no different than like you stubbing your toe as you walk by the coffee table and you're like, fuck. Yeah. Of course I'm walking real close to it. I'm going to smash it. Mm -hmm. So. Anyways, it was a match between new rivals that had been built up as much as possible, basically just to sell tickets with a stadium packed filled with two, or sorry, 25,134 fans in the Cleveland stadium. That's a lot of people. 
there were twice the amount of people than they expected. Really? Two times. Holy. And was that max capacity? I don't know what the capacity was, no. Okay. So But probably I'm imagining pretty close. Probably. And of course, mind you, beer was only ten cents a cup. Yeah. I just have to say that's like a third of our city was at this game. Holy shit. Yeah, you're right. Wow. That's a lot of people. <laughs> we we live in a small well, city. Is seventy five thousand considered small? It's not a small town, but it's a small city. Okay, there you yeah. go. Yeah. That's how I refer to it anyway. No, that makes sense. That's good. So these fans were, well, they were really ready for anything and ready to defend their team. And a little bit of liquid courage went a long way. Let's put it that way. Except, of course, they had a little bit more than uh, a little bit to work with. As I mentioned, beer was only 10 cents a cup, but not only 10 cents a cup because purchases were limited to six cups at a time per person, but there was no limit to how many times someone could go back and make purchases again during the game. So let me reiterate that you could keep going back and getting six, 12 fluid ounce cups full of beer as many times as you want, as frequent as you want. It was unlimited. That's crazy. I feel like six alone is insane. Yeah. They did not <laughs> limit how much beer you could drink. They only limited how much beer you could carry. Well, how, That's it. I mean, how could they have, a, have controlled that, right? In a sense, they probably should have been like maybe, oh, you can only take two cups or two, two beers. Yeah. Not six. Exactly. And all you have to do is be like, okay present your ticket stub you because i mean you get tickets but back then for sure yeah still, yeah and we're gonna punch a hole in it i guess for beer you buy yeah Simple yeah as so that. there would have been ways to monitor it yeah oh 100 percent. yeah easily but i think just limiting it from two to two from six would have really have helped <laughs> that's that is so from many. six to two Yes. Sorry, did I say backwards? I don't even know how you go about carrying that. I maybe had trays. I'm sure there was a lot of spilt beer even prior to people being inebriated. Yeah. So right away, of course, people began pounding back the cheap brewskis as players took the field and they took their seats. Multiple cups of beer in hand and away we go. Question. Yes. How many times would you be going back? Or should I ask you that at the end of this? Um, in hindsight, I wouldn't have gone to this game. Okay. Oh, in hindsight. hindsight. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I might have been going back a few times if I was actually at this game and didn't know it was going to turn into a brawl. Cause I could just picture Ben 10 cents. Fuck yeah. Let's go. Sounds about right. (laughs) Okay. I I wouldn't have rioted though. I'm not that kind of person. No, no. Um, I've been in situations where, yeah, shit's going south. And I'm like, I'm going to sneak out the back fucking door. Yeah. So anyways, we digress again. But the game began and the Rangers found a lead once again. And tensions were rising in the stadium. So when Cleveland player Leron Lee hit a ball and it crashed into the stomach of the Rangers pitcher. Ferguson Jenkins, the blow was actually strong enough that it knocked him down and he held onto his midsection. He was in pain, right? And when this happened, the Cleveland fans in the crowd began chanting, hit him again, hit him again, harder, harder. That's not good. Yeah. 
Now this that would really freaking hurt. Oh, it would. Oh my god, for sure. And yeah. this was pretty much the point where you could see shit was about to go dark mm-hmm. and quick. Okay. So as the game continued, employees at the stadium struggled to keep up with the demands of the cheap beer. Instead of cutting people off, their decision was to make fans line up by the outfield fence where they can get their cups filled directly from the Stroh Company beer trucks. So rather than going to the concession, they decided to pull the trucks around to the edge of the field and let people just go directly to the trucks. Wow. Now, reportedly... I couldn't find confirmation of this, but reportedly there were only about two teenage girls who were tending and serving the beer at the time. And they got so overwhelmed, they just left. Oh my gosh. And because of that, people were just grabbing beer as they please from these freaking trucks. So at this point, they're probably grabbing like 12. At this point, there's also stories of kegs, tapped kegs being hauled into the stands. You're kidding. Again, I cannot clarify if those are true stories, but those stories are out there circulating. Oh, that is just, that is a scary picture. Yeah. And a total estimate of 60,000 cups of beer were sold that night. Oh my sold. gosh. Sold. Sold. So not, a, not counting the ones that were just helping themselves after the two left if that's how it if that's out. how it went yeah oh my goodness and mind you there's twenty five thousand people in the stands and i'm sure not all of them are drinking exactly yeah here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Holy, okay. <laughs> so, now with a real easy and quick way to get the refills, it didn't take long for the situation in the stands to spill onto the field. First, a woman ran out from the stands, flashed the crowd, And then tried to kiss the umpire. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She didn't get very far, but her actions continued to set the downhill tone for the game. So while the players desperately tried to focus on the game, fans started playing a game of their own. One completely naked man ran across the field and slid into second base. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Only an inning after he had removed, was removed from the field, a father and son stood front row of the crowd and pulled their pants down, mooning the fans. Um, okay. I just have to say that I pictured you sliding. Wow. Thanks. Base. I have no idea why. Appreciate and that's why that. I'm laughing so hard because in my brain it was you sliding. Wow, what do you okay. think of me? I, You're just like, yeah, you definitely be one of the no, drunk assholes at I this game. I think very highly of you, but for some reason, my brain just pictured you and it was amazing. Wow, thank you. <laughs> I mean, you pictured naked me and that was amazing. So that's, yeah. that's all I <laughs> You'll heard. You'll take it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, when the fans weren't busy entertaining each other, fans took out their growing frustrations on the team they've been told were the enemy over this entire past week which was, of course, the the Texas Rangers. Right. Fans were throwing food, empty drink bottles, cups, spat at the Ranger players while they were on the field. Um, 
But in some ways, those players were actually the lucky ones because out in the field also meant that they were further away from now the highly intoxicated and angry crowd. Oh, my goodness. That couldn't be said the same with their teammates and coaches sitting in the dugout. Right. Indians fans taunted any of the Rangers players that they could get at. They threw more food, trash, and even set off fireworks inside the dugout. What? Putting everyone on edge. Yes, I. you heard me right. People brought fireworks to the game, lit oh. them, and aimed them into the dugout and shot them into the dugout. Okay, this almost seems like at this point the game needs to be called off. Because, like, the safety of the players is at risk here. Oh, yeah. Big time. Definitely is. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. This is unbelievable. Um, do you know how many innings are in a baseball game? Nine? I think so. I, I asked because I, I don't know. Oh, I shit. I thought that was a test. And no, it was not a test. All I know is that we're by the seventh inning now. I'm pretty sure there is nine. Um, by the seventh inning, anyone who wasn't drunk and didn't have to be there, aka like players or mm -hmm. staff, um, mostly left the stadium for obvious reasons. Yeah. And by the ninth inning, everything finally exploded. Despite the constant distractions, the Indians had actually managed to even the score and the game was currently a tie. And even looked like a potential win was on the horizon when another Indian fan decided to storm the field. A 19-year-old boy ran onto the field and tried to steal a Ranger outfielder's hat. Oh, man. This resulted in a confrontation where the player ended up actually getting in a bit of a tussle with him and he fell to the ground. Well, yeah. But was otherwise unhurt. But this had his teammates and his manager, Billy Martin, upset because they couldn't see... From the dugout, they couldn't see if he was injured or not. And all they could see was this player hit the ground and they thought he was being attacked. Okay. When really it was just kind of like a, a little quick tussle. Yeah. And he fell to the ground sort of thing. But the perception was he was being attacked. So wanting to save this player, Billy, the team manager, ordered the rest of the Ranger team to charge the field and save him for his own safety. Okay. Maybe not the best choice, but I can also kind of understand how that yeah. escalated to that. So by this time, the Rangers had endured countless insults, mm -hmm. a mocking crowd, throwing food and drinks at them, exploding fireworks, endangering their safety. Mm -hmm. To put it simply, the Rangers had had enough. They stormed across the field, some of them with bats in their hand, oh ready gosh. to save their teammates. But all the Indians fans saw was the team that most of them had come to hate at this point coming for the team that they had all gone there that night to defend. Oh, this is this is almost a little painful to listen to here. Why is that? I don't know. Does anyone die or I, I'm going to keep just listening here. But this this is scary. It's a scary situation. I'm honestly terrified. If I was there, I think I would be terrified. I would have left. Well, I don't know. You don't know. You can't say unless you're in that situation. Yeah. Because sometimes you just like get in the moment, right? And then and you don't know. And you just follow the crowd, really. Yeah. It, it takes a, a mob mentality, right? It takes a braver person to not follow the crowd than to just follow the crowd, right? So. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So this was the boiling point. All the drinks, all the chaos exploded in this moment as Indians fans swarmed the field. 
some of them with their own actual weapons like knives, chains, and clubs, which means they brought these to the game. Mm -hmm. Um, Others created their own impromptu weapons as they tore apart the stadium using bits of plastic, wiring, and even steel chairs to attack the Texas Ranger players. I am very concerned for the Texas Ranger safety right now because they are incredibly outnumbered here. Oh, yeah. They're against 25,000 yeah. people. And they're all just able to get onto the field, hey? Same with the, yeah. the Empire or Umpire? umpires. Oh, like yeah. They're, oh, oh, okay. Well, all staff. Like, I mean, the, the stadium did have security guards, for example, but they had a meager 50 individuals on staff for yeah, security. Yeah, that's not enough. They were helpless to do anything against 25,000 fucking yeah. people. Yeah. Well, we're not, I mean, not all of them, I'm sure we're going on to the field. No, like, sure. Let's cut it in half. Some people went home. Not all of them are going in the field. Let's say it's just Mm 12,000. Okay. 12,000 people against a baseball team. That doesn't even help. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Um, That actually almost makes it worse because it's like, yeah, you could fit 12,000 people on a field. You can't fit 25, but you can fit 12,000. Jeez. So, Yeah. In another incredible twist to this story, when the Indians manager, Ken Aspromte, realized that the opposing team's lives were possibly in danger, he ordered his players to go defend them. Okay. Yep. He pitted the Cleveland Indian players literally against their own fans in order to save the Rangers players. Oh, see, this, this is just an unbelievably difficult situation, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's almost that seems like kind of a good decision. Oh, I don't I don't even know what to say. This is so brutal. It's so brutal. it's wild. Yeah. This is like the wild fucking West. It is <laughs> on a baseball. Field. It's insane. Yeah. Um. So it was literally both teams, baseball bats in hand, trying to defend themselves for their own lives. Yeah. Um. They, they're basically trying to fight through the crowd, get back to their clubhouses, mm-hmm. um, which they did manage to do. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm actually impressed. They got there, they locked the doors and they barricaded themselves inside. But outside on the field, the riot continued. It kept going on until local police showed up about 20 minutes or so later. They used pepper strip, pepper spray, sorry, batons. They managed to finally begin to subdue the crowd. Wow. Several players did receive injuries, nothing life-threatening, but certainly a frightening experience for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Um, one injury uh, was to the Rangers outfielder, um, Mike Hargrove, who took a beer bottle to the head. Wow. Yeah, a bit of a goose egg and a cut in his head. So, and I'm, I'm sure there was a lot more injuries in the crowd as well, but I don't have numbers for that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're all just kind of minor injuries. So now they still had to get out of these clubhouses once they were barricaded in. And they had to try and get away from the mob. They didn't want to get hurt. No one else to get hurt. Um, yeah, they're and trying they to be to, officially safe. They had to also travel out of that city. Yeah, that too. I mean, gosh, I, I feel like when they got home, they would just kiss the ground that they literally probably, got home. Probably, probably. Um, but with the subdued crowd, the Indian players escorted the Rangers through the crowd and back to their bus. Flare-ups of the riots still happening around them as fans continue to fight with each other. Uh, during these final moments of the riot, three bases were stolen from the stadium and have never been seen again. Oh. So three people out there have a piece of this history sitting in their house somewhere no or maybe kidding. discarded in the garbage. Who knows? But uh, yeah, a little fun fact for you there. Yeah, I'm surprised that they, well, I mean, not like 
they could really come out for a sale. So yeah, what are you gonna do? Well, how are you gonna prove it for one? Yeah. So exactly. Um, but yeah, the police arrested nine people, which is clearly not nearly enough. No. Nope. Uh, and while trying to conduct an interview with some of the remaining fans, local sports writer Dan Cooligan was punched twice in the face during these riots. So, but after the dust finally did settle, only one real question did remain. Whose fault was it that this had all spiraled out of control? Whose fault was it that people's lives were put in danger? Hmm. Trying to get the root of the, the well, cause. Well, yeah, right? I know. I'm almost like, yeah, who would you even blame for that? Well, the Cleveland general manager, Phil Segui, blamed the umpire for losing control of the game and control of the crowd. Oh, I don't know if I yeah. agree with that. I, I disagree wholeheartedly, too. They don't have that much power. No. What's he going to do saying, you guys are being unruly, let's shut the game down? Yeah, that's going to cause a riot. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, the umpire, whose name is Nestor Chilak, disagreed. He also began, or sorry, he'd also been attacked and injured by the crowd. And speaking about the incident later, he said that they had all been, quote, uncontrollable beasts. Yeah, it sounds like that. Yeah. Many people disagree with Phil and the American League president at the time. Um, Lee McPhail was one of them, uh, who in an interview later said, quote, there was no question that beer played a part in the riot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't fucking say. <laughs> yeah, that person, they they deserve a lot. He deserves a fucking raise. <laughs> yeah. You know, beer, I think beer was a part of this. Maybe just a little bit. Really, bud. But wow. I would honestly say I think it would be the, um, like the Cleveland team, the franchise or whatever. That's who I would have to, if I was to blame anyone. Yeah, but who? The manager, well, the promoter. You could probably just blame like the whole team, the whole franchise kind of thing. In a Even the players? Not the, the, the pitcher? But the franchise. The like management the, team. Yeah. <laughs> if I, I don't you know. You guys should see Nicole's hand gesture well, like, right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get something out here. She's almost doing like a to be or to not to be <laughs> gesture with her hand arced way out. I mean, yeah. You, yeah, it's hard to put a blame on anyone, but them blaming um, the umpires, I think, is them just trying to put the blame off of them. I think so, too. Yes. Um, but speaking of that umpire, um, once he realized there was no way to get control of the game, get it back on track, he actually did declare the game as a forfeit to the Rangers. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the Rangers did win this game, forfeit from Cleveland. Really? Yeah. It was another loss for the Cleveland Indians. And with everything stemming from their idea to drive up attendance in the game, basically saying, hey, let's just try and get more numbers, give people some cheap ass beer and bring up tension in this, mm-hmm. these hard times. Fantastic yeah. idea, right? Like I said, like you said, pretty sure it's just the management team. Well, they're also probably looking to kind of um, make a little bit more of a profit. Oh, yeah. But after the shit that went down, I'm sure they're at a loss. Well, how many people do you th- put it this perspective? Guarantee you that they're at a loss for the beer. Right. Mm-hmm. For this game. But 100%. the damage and everything. Well, as, assuming the game's going to go the way they want. Right. Okay. They got a bunch of numbers. They're going to be at a loss for the beer, but people are going to have fun at this game. They're going to want to come back to the next game and next game. When we have beer at regular prices, there are going to be more people in these seats buying more beer and then we'll make profit in the long run. Yeah, I guess. So that's probably their perspective. Mm-hmm. But like you say, trying to make a profit, trying to make a quick buck turned into something they didn't think exactly happened anyways back to the indians it didn't look like they their event 
had been a success or that their reputations would stay intact. But first impressions can be very deceiving because the truth is that a little over a month later, on July 18th, the Cleveland Indians ran another 10 cent beer night promotional event. You serious? This time, nearly over 42,000 fans showed up to support their team, almost doubling the numbers that had come out before. They did this again? Only a month later. Are you like, what? <laughs> yeah. That blows my fucking mind. Same. I don't, I don't fucking understand it. Oh my gosh. Okay. The risk you're running. Like it's, it's nuts. You wouldn't even think that they would have repaired the damage. I know. To the stadium. Yeah. And, and clearly you're probably just like expecting the exact same thing to happen. Like you're baffled. Trust me. I was too. Um, but it looks like management had actually learned a lesson from the 10 cent beer night previously. Okay. This time fans could only buy two beer. Okay. At the reduced price for the entire game. Okay. Well, I had that idea earlier. So. You did. You did. Pretty smart over uh, here. And this time the event went off without ending in any potential life-threatening riots. Wow. So it went off without a hitch. It was a great game. People got to drink a couple cheap beers, had a good time. Okay. And yeah. Wow. I was like holding my breath yeah. there. I was like, what's no. round two going to look like no. here? Shit. It went fantastic and everyone lived happily ever after. I'm actually surprised as fuck. That is the tale of 10 cent beer night. Huh. That is a wild ride. That is quite the tale. While That's I was unbelievable. Uh, while I was talking to Nicole about uh, doing this one just prior to hitting record on this episode, she's mentioning to me the uh, the Vancouver riot. Was it 2011 Vancouver? 2011, riot? yeah. I had Googled it really quickly because we had something kind of similar happen in BC. Yeah, kind Probably of. Probably not to this, not to the, well, yeah, a little different. A different reasoning, but pretty much the same results. It wasn't in a stadium. It was in the streets. Yeah. But uh, if anyone is a hockey person, in 2011, Vancouver Canucks were playing Boston Bruins. Stanley Cup game. Yeah. Game seven. Final game. The winner of this game wins the Stanley Cup. Mm -hmm. um, Vancouver hadn't went, won a Stanley Cup, still hasn't, in decades. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, tensions were super high. Vancouver is known to shit the bed and that's exactly what they did and they lost the game brutally and people rioted the in city. the streets yep. of vancouver yeah like basically the van there was so much vandalism to the shops and the businesses downtown around where like the arena was yeah and i'm reading here it was it says um in 2015 Four years after the riot, police finished their investigation and recommended the final charges against two suspects, bringing the total to 887 charges against 301 people. Holy shit. That's a lot of people. Well, and the problem with that sort of thing is nowadays people are rioting in the streets. There's phones yeah. and cameras and video everywhere. And like, yeah, security cameras and everything. Yeah. So they were able to kind of pinpoint some. Oh, of the and people. I remember this. People were like taking selfies and posting it to their Facebook and hashtagging shit on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And they were breaking in and stealing shit from stores and everything. Yeah. And they're live and shit doing this. Hey, and do you remember, was that that iconic photo? Of the two kissing in the street. Yeah. Yes. There was literally like a, a freaking riot going on behind them, like fire and just like shit everywhere, debris all over. 
over the road and everything. And then mm-hmm. I didn't the like the girl fall or something. And then he helped her up. And then they had like a little bit of an embrace or something like a kiss. Yeah. And that got captured. And it was an unbelievable yeah. image. Um, I've heard stories of it was um, it was a, a set up image. Even if it was or wasn't, it's still a fantastic image. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think the story goes that, yeah, she had tripped or something. Like, they're they're perfectly safe. They're not in danger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she had just, like, fallen to the ground. They're kind of laughing. And yeah, he kissed her. But it's it's wild. Because yeah. they're just amongst, like, officers just in riot chaos. gear and shit. Yeah. That's a, I forgot all about that image. That was, I, I honestly was blown, iconic. blown away by that. I think that is the image that represents that riot to yeah. this day. But I remember just being like a bc person and i was just mortified oh yeah it was disgusting i was so embarrassed not that image the riot the riot itself <laughs> that it was just yeah. i mean i no, get it was like, it was the couple kissing public displays of affection <laughs> ew i get, get room. people are like pretty passionate about their sports teams and everything and that's and that's a hobby and it's consumes their life and that's awesome but just losing a game and not winning the Stanley Cup, like we, no one should be acting like that afterwards. No. I like Dungeons and Dragons, but I'm not about to reach across the table and fucking deck my dungeon master because yeah. I died or something. I mean, by all means, be upset, like hundred percent, like all oh, that, like be disappointed and shit. But you don't need to be like vandalizing a shop that really had nothing to do with it and everything. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's disappointing when uh, things escalate that far. Yeah. So. So on it and then that is so and the Vancouver one and this one that you just talked about, it's surprising that no one really died in either of these. What there was no deaths in the Vancouver one? No. It was just just um like injuries? Yeah, and not even like a ton of I think there was only one that was really bad. Mm. Which it's amazing. Blows my mind that people didn't didn't die. Yeah, but there were people getting stabbed in the Vancouver one, wasn't there? Wasn't there people who got stabbed? I'm not sure. I I'm pretty to... sure there was people who like got like minor stab injuries. Don't get me wrong, but I'm pretty sure there were people who at least got stabbed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not a fun time. No. No. If there's a riot, you can guarantee you will see me running the other way. Oh, yeah. And my pants will probably be wet with <laughs> brown streaks in the back. <laughs> with fear, hey? Yeah. Yeah. I would want to run for the hills. I mean, yeah. Lots, even going to a hockey game now, I feel like around that many people, I'm just like, no, I'm good. Nope. I'm good. (laughs) Nope. Uh, For our vacation, we're literally going somewhere that at this point is off season and there's hardly going to be anyone there. That's the time to go. Uh, Don't have stressful people running around being like, oh my God, I need to take a selfie, take a picture of me. Yeah. So, although that will be us because we're going to take our cameras and we're going to be taking fucking oh photos, so yeah i'll probably have to show my camera roll of the dogs after it's gonna be a million and one photos of them well and you even told me you were gonna do like a vlog or a reel or something of like the dogs having this epic adventure yeah Tofino. the dogs take on Tofino. <laughs> yeah so we are gonna be those annoying tourists what are we talking about we'll be the only ones there just doing our thing yeah everyone's <laughs> gonna be looking at us being like look at these fucking weirdos <laughs> no yeah we'll fit in I don't know. We'll we, fit in. We are fucking weirdos, bud. No. We are fucking weirdos, bud. No. Yeah. Anyway, good job. <laughs> Thank you. That was a fun episode. Yeah, little, that was. It's scary too, but a little less depressing than someone getting murdered, um, assaulted or murdered or kidnapped or so. 
or like I don't know why this the Colleen one where Colleen Ritzer Stan I was gonna say Stan Colleen oh. Stan the one where she was literally in the box as a sex slave like God yeah. some of the cases out there are just brutal like just awful it it baffles me what humans are capable of it it's kind of baffling yes and in incidences like these riots or anything along mob mentality it's wild to see. And we, we hate to say it's not, we're not capable of it, but how many people took part in it? Mm -hmm. It happens around you. People just join in mm -hmm. and there's people who talk about it and say, you know what? Yeah. It's just like following the crowd. It's weird. Yeah. You were kind of just living in the moment sort of yeah. thing. It's like a hive mind mindset. You just do it. Mm -hmm. We're all capable of it, which is scary as fuck. Yeah. Well, and especially too, I think, um, alcohol would would just escalate that feeling. Yeah. So. Not for me though. I'm a happy drunk. There are happy drunks out there. Yeah. But even happy, you're kind of just like you're wanting part of something and you're like, yeah, like woo. I don't kinda, I don't know. I like to lecture people when I'm drunk. Yeah, you don't <laughs> I talk the, a lot. He does not shut the fuck up. I would be down there giving that umpire a piece <laughs> of my mind. That player did not touch second base. I'm telling you right now. As you're the one holding second base and <laughs> have, it, have it in the fucking See, shipping container. He doesn't have it. I do. <laughs> I fucking told you, bud. Oh, uh, and you're the one. Yeah, you see, you're the one that ran naked <laughs> to second base. And stole it. And to this day, I have it in storage. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, we've rambled enough. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening, especially if you are at this point. Yeah, you are the true MVP. <laughs> um, we've started doing this uh, kind of rambling talkings a little bit at the end at the episodes. We think it's a little bit fun. Mm -hmm. uh, instead of doing it at the beginning, we could get a little little looser at the end and whoever wants to stay for it can and we don't interrupt the, the whole episode at the beginning so exactly yeah so if you are here for it we appreciate you if you're here for even five minutes at the beginning of the episode we appreciate you for that mm -hmm. if you want to check out any of our socials we would appreciate that all the links are down below we would also appreciate it if you gave us a review it really helps out the show if you're a fan of us the show you just appreciate the effort we put into it it really helps out so go ahead and give us a review five stars preferably but if you want to be honest we can't hold you back for that. Did so, we mention that we had 2,000 reviews on Spotify? We didn't. Which is amazing. We have reached 2,000 yeah. reviews on Spotify. So awesome. So, so awesome. Thank you so much for you guys out there who are supporting us in any way, shape, or form you can. It means the world. It does. Yeah. So thank you for being here. And of course, until next time. Stay wicked. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.